in five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to What's the Dillies. All right, for today's episode, we have ripping 603 Boogie Squad. We have ripping Project Team. Have you had ripping Korea? Uh, yeah, and, and New Zealand, and <laughs> yeah, and New Zealand too. Um, we have uh, Project's favorite Asian, uh, <laughs> the best roaster in Project as well. Like honestly, he is the best. Um, we have today very special guest, my brother Seju Han. Yay! All right, thanks for thanks for joining us today, bro. My pleasure. All right, so how's your day today, bro? Good, just busy working. Mm. Yeah, mm. so just work hustle life, you know. Yeah. Alright, so bro, like the last time the last time I actually came here was um so like the last time I was here was Siju, we were actually stuck here for hours, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because what happened was there was like a hidden run right outside. Yeah. yeah. Not right outside his house but in his neighborhood. Mm. So it was me, Siju and Cassidy. Cassidy. Yeah. We were stuck here for like three hours more than we should have. We so, couldn't get out eh. Yeah. yeah. It was, it was, it was, I don't know, it was, it was okay. It was like a really good night though. Yeah, we did a collab. Oh, yeah. Despite, we, yeah, yeah. And then we had a dinner as well. Yeah, that was a pretty nice dinner. Thanks, CJ, for cooking. Um, yeah, it was, it was actually like a, lo- a lot of... Um, it was unexpected, but it was actually a really nice night. Mm. Except for the guy that got in the run, but... Yeah, it was yeah. pretty fun. But still, I had a good night. Yeah, yeah. same. Alright, CJ. So, originally, you were from... Uh, originally, you're from Korea. Yeah, right? I'm Korea, South Korea. So, how was your transition from Korea to New Zealand? Um, it just it was good. I it was just unexpected, I mm. guess. Um, I still remember when my dad just I came home one night from studying and then came back to the house and he turned on the TV and then he there was a lot of sheep's in the TV. Sheep's. Sh- sheep's the animal sheep's. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was like, "Guess where we're going?" And then my mom was like, "Go to New Zealand." Wow. <laughs> and I didn't. Wait, how old it. were you when this happened? This was I was like, fourteen. Fourteen. Thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, mm. like first year of high school. Yeah, and and the next week I was already here. Yeah, mm. my life is pretty like unexpected. When my family decides that I just leave. Yeah. So how's that? So what's the difference in living between like Korea and NZ? Well, like what's the difference in a daily life and what have you noticed? Definitely in New Zealand's more chill. Like in terms of dancing wise, like people get to dance, but in mm. Korea, like when before you're eighteen, you always study. Like study, oh, really? study, study is like the the main life. Yeah. Is that just like a part of the culture? Yeah, just study, get a good job, and go to a good university, and that's just how life works in Korea. Yeah. Do you feel like you would have followed? Because when did you start dancing? I started <laughs> dancing. Did you start when you came to NZ, or was it even before that when you were? No, there? no, I I didn't touch dance. Like in my life, I would never ever imagine myself dancing. Really? Before I came to New Zealand, yeah. yeah. Like never. Like I would just when I see people dancing on TV, I would always be like, oh, that's cool. But I would mm. I would never imagine me dancing. Yeah. yeah. It's just because I was always kind of like a, a shy person, but like a music person. I just like singing. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like guitar or just or anything. Like, I don't know. Like dancing just felt a bit far for me. But I always wanted to be just like the cool kid. Yeah. Just wanted to get attention, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
Yeah, and then that's how I actually really started, like just because it just looked cool. Mm. But I started around year thirteen. Yeah, year twelve. I think end of year twelve. I still remember. Um, I had to just follow the footpath of like just the Korean students going to university yeah. and stuff. So I still remember um, going to university open day for Okun University, mm. and I was walking home and I saw um, APC, just Okun hey. Popping Community, just yeah. busking on the street. Mm. And then the first thing I thought was, "Wow, like that's cool." Yeah, but I can do that too. Like mm. that's how I thought this ego, cocky mindset. Mm. But yeah. were you dancing before then at all? No, nothing. So what? Yeah. Bro, where was that? Where did that ego come from? I don't know. <laughs> bro, that was random, bro. I don't know. I just thought that like I from that moment like yeah. you know that moment when um you know you're watching professional football, right? Yeah. And then this oh. striker misses a shot in mm. like a really close shot, and you're 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 thinking like, how can he miss that? Like mm. he sucks. I can even do better than that. Yeah. Like, so that was the mindset. Whoa. So I was like looking at Shit. them. So you so you saw APC and you're like, nah, you're trash. I can do that. <laughs> no, no, not Whoa. trash. Not, I didn't say a trash, but yeah. like this is, I had no dancing experience yeah. at all. Yeah. And I was just a bit judgy. I was kind of yeah. like. I can do that. You, you want to call like, out who you saw? No, no. <laughs> no, they're not dancing anymore. Okay. Like, everyone's just gone. Yeah. But, like, I still remember just really weird mindset that mm-hmm. I had. And then I actually went up to them and then I went to their practice the week after. Mm. And I realized it wasn't that easy, you know? Yeah. Like, perspective of actually doing it yeah. and just seeing it outside is just whole different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, and after then, I just started dancing. I guess. Yeah, this is already like eight so years was, ago. So that was year twelve. Year twelve, finishing year twelve. So year thirteen. Yeah. And like, so you know, when you were training, um, did you only train with APC or what else were you doing? Well, I I wouldn't say training. The thing is, like, um, the only dancing I did properly in high school was after meeting APC. Yeah. I decided to take dance as a subject in school, Mount Roscoe mm. Grammar School. And that's kind of how it just shifted. Yeah. And like, I still remember like, I was just like a kid who really loved watching dancing. Like, yeah. Brian Pispos, mm. Ian oh, Eastwood. Oh, did you used to watch those? Yeah, guys? man. Like, they're, they're my inspiration. Like, no the, re- way. the reason why kind of like my R&B oh. lyrical is based on them especially yeah that makes so much sense bro yeah this is before my like my proper popping days yep. just in anything really before I found myself mm. like that's who I used to just watch and stuff yeah and obviously this, this is gonna sound really weird but um my inspiration was actually Mikey when I started really oh. yeah, <laughs> he, he like not much people know this but we went to the same school yeah and then, like, he was a dancing king of the school. Really? Right? Like, was he a dancing king? Holy. <laughs> he bro. was, like, the popular kid who danced. And then um, he he was in the school newsletter. Like, yeah, it was just everything. And then he... And was he that good back then? No, it was just because... No, he, was he that no, good? I, I, like, back then, I just thought, like... Yeah, he was still good. Oh, but yeah. the thing is, uh, he was just, like, the one who did dancing. Ah, you know? okay, yeah, and yeah. all the teachers loved him. And, like, he was going to Worlds, like, yeah. with... I don't know what uh, team. TDA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was just like it was just cool in my eyes, and just it was yeah. I guess after he left, I just wanted to really continue. Yeah. Like, 
which is pretty cool. Yeah, he left. He left like an influence on Roscoe, which is pretty cool. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, he, the I, way you phrase it, he left the influence on Roscoe. Damn. Yeah, he did. Like definitely, like too many people, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so after so after year twelve, right? Mm. Um, when you really started um, uh, learning learning how to pop and learning how to dance. Mm. Like what happened then? Like how how did you transition from there to where you are now? Like what happened in between those years? <sighs> wow, that's a lot of things happened between mm. these years. Well, um, the thing is, I always knew I was gonna dance for a long time. I don't know why. It, like even though I was really bad at bad mm. then, it was I was just a beginner. Yeah, I feel the same. Yeah. Like even though people were talking like. Negatively about mm-hmm. me because of of course like I was not good then. Yeah, I just thought that I was just gonna do this for a long time. Like I don't know why. I just love dance f- yeah. of it. Like sounds. I used to go like just clubbing by myself. Like I still do sometimes, but just doing like gigs, just dancing on the street, and mm-hmm. it's just all fun for me. Yeah, but like I think when I got really hungry was just I guess competitions. Like when it, when there was battles back in the day, there was quite a lot of battles, and just competitions, shows, busking, ciphers. Like, um, I just wanted to be good, like the dancers around me. Mm. So I started taking classes in Korea. Yeah, that really just changed everything. And mm. when I saw their level, yeah, and what New Zealand level is, I just thought that like I was a special kid, you know, not much people dances, mm. and. When I went to Korea, I met the dancing in Korea, and I was just like the the rookie of the rookie, like the bottom of the bottom. Like I still remember the day when um <laughs> I thought I was really good already because yeah. I danced in New Zealand, and then I went to this winners dance school in Korea. It's like a famous dance school, and I did an entry test. Yeah. So there was this beginner, uh, middle, and expert at the professional level, mm. and so you do a you do a test. And I was thinking like, oh yeah, I'll be, I've danced for like a year or two now and I'll be around um, beginner or medium. Mm. I, I thought that was my result in my head. Yeah. I did the test and I got put into the starter class, not mm. even the beginner, medium expert. I put in the starter class and that broke my ego away eh? yeah. <laughs> so hard. I think that was when I was like learning from the basics of the basics, just like bounce. One, two, three, four. One, two, like every day, like we would do this, and that really hurt my ego. Yeah. But when I did that for like three months. Three months. Yeah. Oh wait, so like, so you went to Korea. How long were you in Korea for? I I think I visited when I was in school. I visited like every two years, like for holiday. Oh. Like every time I just went to holiday, like for two months, three oh, months. Okay, I yeah. just like came and did it. Yeah. Yeah. And there was times when I went as an exchange student. Mm. Um, for like a year, yeah, I went there too and just visited families and stuff. Like, I don't know why, but I spent more time dancing yeah. than visiting my family in Korea, mm. which was de- definitely. It didn't really like feel much. Yeah. So when I did those basics, I didn't think I improved. Mm. But when it came to New Zealand, I just people started telling me that I changed, um. which then I was kind of oh okay, the basics was really important. Yeah. Like it's not what you see, mm. it's not how you feel, but what other people see as well. Yeah. Because sometimes, 
I feel like I'm good. Yeah. I feel like I'm dope. Mm. But in reality, you're not. Yeah. Like, you know, and sometimes you feel like you didn't do well, but people say that, oh, you boy, we're killing it, you know? Mm. But I personally, how I rate myself is people close to me. Yeah. Like Daniel, like, he, he's so straight up, eh? Like, mm. he, who always tells me how I did and stuff. Or even like, I just thought oh geez I guess like Zed Rina I I just personally love feedback more yeah and I always tend to take on what they say and try to improve from there and I think that's the journey like from then to where I am now mm. which is a mix of like ego hurt learning from the basics mm. coming going back and forth oh this is what I need to improve on yeah and then just seven years eight years of dancing just passed by like that yeah yeah I, I like how you wrote it um before when you were saying that you just knew you're gonna be dancing for a long time because mm. i felt the same right like even though you start off and you're not that good but you just you just have that feeling that like oh yo i can see myself doing this for ages you know i don't know why i don't know why it it was so important to me the thing is like i had no talent at all like mm. Looking back now, I don't know wh- how, what got me through. But when I started, people, like, talked a lot of bad things about me. Really? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Who, like, were they, were they well, people just at being, school? Yeah, at school and being Korean stuff, like the Korean community and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Also, just, like, it's just, when you get outside of that, like, usual route, like, yeah. get a good job and stuff, it's just... It shows us like you're just trying to hide, you know, and like coming from like the Korean community is so small. And when you see me dancing on the street and stuff, it's not a good look. But also just my close friends, they were telling me like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you know, you're not that good, you know, Uh, yes, all all those things, which is, which is like, if it was a usual me, hearing those stuff would just be like, oh shit, like, I I don't want to do that, Mm. do this anymore. Like, but I don't know why, like. Hearing those stuff just kind of motivated me more. Mm. Or even like, it didn't really affect me that much because yeah. I knew that I was going to do this for a long time. And that's when I really knew when it didn't really, when others' opinions, other opinions didn't really affect me at all, which was, that was really important. And yeah, that's how I knew I was going to last for a long time. I just loved it so much. Mm. So what was the difference between like dancing Because you said you went to Korea And you're training in Korea What's the difference between their scene there and our scene here mm. Like besides skill wise Like what's the difference in culture and? Yeah um, First of the size It's just so different Size is just massive uh, okay. Like just um, I think Popping scene alone Surpasses the whole New Zealand dance scene, except Whoa. for urban urban choreography. That's crazy. Yeah, just the whole whole styles combined, just surpasses easily. Um, is popping the most uh, popular style in Korea? Or? No, actually, b hey. is really oh, they're one of the oh, best wait, in the world. No, yeah, 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 yeah. That makes sense. yeah, yeah. Of course, you know, like and all the urban like dancing in Korea is definitely just huge in general. Mm. I would say the only. Um, scene that matches between New Zealand and Korea is the urban scene obviously it's mm. pretty popular but I think the main difference is just the mindset as well yeah. like people don't dance and work work and dance study and dance it's 
when you dance, you're just a dancer. You just do that for a living. Mm. And when you study, um, you just study dance and you go to art school. And that's why their mindset's so focused. And I think that's the main difference. That when you go in, that's, you all already feel the energy that that's their life, you know? When they train, they don't play around. They just look at the mirror and just train for hours and stuff. What really surprised me, I wanted to really talk about this. In Korea, yeah. there's a culture called midnight, midnight class and midnight practice. Yeah. So there was a class... I went and learned from, they said, it, it's from, it's five hour class, yeah. which improved you so much. And they said really? 12 to five. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm keen. Mm. I want to do it. And I went, it's 12 a.m. till 5 a.m. Yeah. So it's just overnight, 12 a.m. to 5 a.m. And I was just like so surprised. Everyone's training. But I saw a middle school student there. Hey. Like year seven, year eight. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, man. It's just... Do do their parents support them? Don't yeah, I know. Really, yeah, their parents support them doing it. Wow, it's just it's so buzzy to me. Like this, you seven. I still remember like that kid's still my motivation when I'm practicing. Really? Yeah, like he's just training five hours just by himself, like trying to improve, which is like just still my motivation to this day. Like that's how hungry they are, you know. And I guess I don't really feel that here in New Zealand mm. that's definitely one thing but also just um, the community vibe and just the more creative vibe I feel more in New Zealand oh really but yeah I don't know why it just feels like in Korea they're kind of machines they're so high level but they look a bit similar ah. that's how I feel as well oh they are both have pros and cons especially I'm just talking about the street scene yeah, yeah. but yeah just how I feel it's the main difference so Korea what does that like 12am midnight um, training class consistent so I I think from what I remember oh, is there, was there also a reason why they hold it like specifically at 12 a.m. or is it the, yeah there, they, there is a reason really yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently well, I, I asked this question to my teacher apparently yeah. so when your body's tired yeah when you're sleepy yeah and you, when you want to give up and when you squeeze that last minute wow that's when you improve that's what the teacher said so yeah. around like from 12 to 2 a.m. is okay. Mm. I was like, oh yeah, this is fun. And when it goes three o'clock, you're sleepy. Mm. And I, I still remember like when I'm training pops, like, and at 3 a.m. and it's like when my pops are getting weaker, my teacher would slap my back and Wait. wake up. Yeah, yeah, like that's how it is. And I do definitely feel that. Like when you want to give up and it's so mm. sleepy, when you're yep. just dying, when you squeeze it in, <laughs> that's when you improve. It sounds stupid. No, it makes sense. Yeah, it does, but like it's just so such like a barbaric way. Of <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and then just doing that for I think I just did that for like a month or two, mm. like I think not more than two months, and that just changed my whole dance a little bit. Yeah, and I still remember those days. I don't train like that anymore, mm. but when I was learning, yeah, it just just made more sense. Yeah, and people just practice in those times too, 12 a.m. Mm. to 5 a.m. So, and I was like, why do you prefer to practice in these times? And yeah. when you ask these people, they're like, oh, I can focus more. Wow, that's such a, that's such a bizarre concept. It is, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you feel it too, right? Like, when you're super tired, um, that's usually when you're, uh, 
Like, this is what race is area practice, right? When you're super tired, like that's when your best rounds come out. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I yeah, agree. I can feel it. I can feel that too, because when you're super tired and you still push that extra mile, mm. you feel that growth come the next day or the next few days. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that. And in, in terms of battles as well and practices, yeah, I just don't know what what it is. It's just that special energy, like when you focus and when you want to push. It's just in everything really. Mm. Like when you want to give up. I saw this comment where like when you want to give up yeah. you're only at your 40% like really yeah that's what I saw and it's kind of true a little bit mm. but yeah that's how they train which is crazy mm. so cycling back um, you said that your dance changed mm. how did it change from from where it was to where it is now because I, I think I, I was there and I saw it a bit but like from your perspective like mm-hmm. how what, what do you think is the main difference mm. What, how how do you think my dance changed? Let me ask you that first. Um, you're listening to music a lot better. Oh. I think that's what, like, before, you, you were like... I think looking at it now, seeing how you are now, before, back then, I thought that, like, you're bad. Oh, yeah. But, like, now, how you listen to music and how you, like, show it, it improved so much. And mm. I think that was the biggest difference for me, what I saw. Mm-hmm. I, I guess everything's right like people like my musicality and like people like how I show it but um, I think main difference between my dance before and now is just I think less and I um, focus on the music obviously but it sounds easy but it's really really hard like there's a lot of things to think about like to do cool moves mm. to do eye pleasing moves um, actually showing dancing in front of a crowd is really hard um, and just fighting your mental I guess like when you're comfortable with your dance you don't really think more like I remember like when I used to dance before I would always think like think about the next move mm. or what what looks cool and this is the move I practiced like two weeks ago like I need to work that that's when I practice and jam yeah. but when I dance mm. I'm really free and I just react to the music I guess that's the only way I can see it like I had to train a lot of foundations and all these things obviously yeah. but to get to that comfort comfortableness of dancing I think that's why that's the most change I felt mm. before and now yeah but do you reckon if you didn't do popping you'd like well, what, would, what would be the next style after cause when I think when I think of you <laughs> I, I purely think about popping yeah. mm. about you. I mean, People say that now. But then what would what would you do about popping yeah? What what do you think you would do? What, what would I, I already know what I'm gonna do. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um it's not street star. I don't think I would pick up street star. Like I What's think street star. Street star means like um popping, whacking, crumping, yeah, um, locking, like funk styles or just like I think what I would do is like um, slow jam R&B really? yeah probably <laughs> uh, I always think that like I think if I didn't do poppy that's what I would do like yeah. n- just 100% for a low key I, was like, I thought you were gonna say breaking for some reason no I think it's because ever since you started putting a top rock into your, mm. into your pops a little bit I'm like yeah I could see it I could see it a bit you know. yeah yeah of course I, it's just more so 
I just wanted to add some flavor of my dancing, but obviously it's Daniel's influence as well. Yeah. I've jammed with him, and it's just, you know, we influence each other, and also just I wanted to make my moves more dynamic. Yeah. And yeah, but mostly just know that I think I would have done slow jam if I didn't pick up popping. Bro, can you imagine yourself in prestige or something? Yeah, actually. <laughs> I think um, that's so hard for me, bro. Like, I, I know, I know you, you. It's hard to imagine now. Yeah. But like, I think um, if I didn't pick up popping, I would like audition for some those kind of crews. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Alright, Sid. So um, Sid. So me and Sid are on the same uh, collective. We're in project team, but Sid is also in Six Hundred Three Boogie Squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He's in there with uh, one of our last guests as well. His name was uh, Daniel. Yep. Um, so how what, what's the difference between six hundred three and Project? Oh, you really not, gonna not, go not there? Not in terms of <laughs> not in terms of like just dance, but like what role they've played in maybe my life, your life, and how they've kept you inspired in dance. Like oh, what what are the different one. roles and like yeah. First of all, I would really want to say this that my dance in my life, yeah, I would be nowhere without these two crews like mm. it's just they left a huge mark on my life yeah. like can't really say much is well just going back to a little bit of years like i joined project first yeah. like when i was just still learning about dance how many years ago was that bro this is when i i don't i met josh mele yeah and renee mm. Back in Hopscotch Mega Crew days. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there was a compilation of your old battles when you. I thought you battled Sheldon. Do you remember that? But one? this was ages ago as oh, well. Yeah, before before that, then, whoa. yeah. It just there's a winning set. There's a winning set by fingers. Yeah. I met Sheldon, Benny, like Antonio. I don't remember much, but I do remember auditioning for Hopscotch Mega Crew. Yeah. In front of Melee, Renee, and Josh and Seda as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. What That's made, when what I made you want to audition. I don't know. This is when I was year 12, 13. Yeah. So this was fresh after you met APC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, year 13. I you just were just inspired then, eh? Yeah, I don't know. I just, I think I just wanted to be cool. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> just to be honest with you. Like, I was just like a, such a try-hard attention seeker in high school. And just being, I just thought being in a crew and hopscotch was really big then. Mm. And that would just make me look cooler, I guess. Yeah. But also like, there was obviously like the hint of like, me liking the dance so much and yeah. I joined it but yeah and through that I met Josh and them and when Josh created Project Team um, he asked me to join and that's how I got into it but like for me um, Project Team didn't really um, just affect my dance mm. they were kind of like my family who took me in as like really like a family who like the reason I'm living here is mm-hmm. because of project team. Yeah. Um, the reason I get to stay here in New Zealand after who provided me a space to live till I get a job or just through melee as well. Mm-hmm. And although like mental support that I've got, yeah. um, someone who I can talk to was project team because I'm international, you know, yeah. I don't really know. And just all this like, all my best memories in New Zealand has been in Project Team and like the reason I want to stay in dancing is you know just to be with the fam which is mm. really important and yeah so that's what Project Team played in my life 603 is just 
whole different like um we're kind of like a brotherhood where we don't really meet up as much but yeah. when we jam it's pretty like um it's just really different it's mainly because um we don't get together as much as project team but i guess definitely being with daniel in the same crew yeah um but also i think mostly um what six or three played in my life is um because zed's a definitely a huge inspiration in terms of the dance and rena who is the partner of zed yeah. um always saw potential in me and daniel and she just grew us into a next level like yeah, yeah. providing us with like um with really constructive feedbacks as well and also providing us with like amazing stage opportunities mm. which is just like looking back at it now like i can't really thank her enough because it really was just an experience of a lifetime and i don't think without being in 603 mm. i wouldn't get those opportunities but also like yeah um zed is definitely such like a different person in my life in terms of my popping dance actually like um he's like the person who taught me to dance or told me to dance rather than do popping it sounds really weird but like because i used to be such a stiff stick to foundation just one and two kind of guy and then i wasn't really free and that would always give me constructive feedbacks mm. about it and i think those two just combined 63 and project team just combined and just what i am now i guess how did um how did you end up with 603 like? oh so 603 zed just asked me yeah were you already jamming with zed before or how did you know him before that um well i already knew him back in apc days but we weren't that close oh was it then oh i honestly know nothing about zed man yeah um oh. well zed like definitely was in the scene like, yeah. in the popping scene he came came and go and he did workshops in here and there but he was already like a successful dancer then like yeah. in the street scene mm. and like he was up there and i was just like this starting baby <laughs> so i i didn't know of him yeah but like i think the on the proper time he asked me to jam was um i think i still remember i think it's um i don't remember there was a battle event at city dance back mm. in the day and i just came back from korea and then there was a there's a like a big event and it was a prelim and I did a preliminary round. I didn't get through, but yeah. I posted it online. Mm. And Zed was like, oh, you did really good. Like, I thought you should have made prelims and stuff. That's the first time he talked to me, I remember. And yeah, ever since then, we just kept talking about it because he saw that I learned proper popping in Korea. Mm. And then ever since that matched, and I think he just kept seeing me go. Yeah. And then at the right time, he told me, do you want to be part of 603? Yeah, mm. that's how it happened. Shout out to Six Free and Project Team and Project Team. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, bro. Let's cycle forward now. So there was there was a period in time when you're like killing in battles, Vulcan Lane. Uh, the Vulcan Lane popping battles happened like every every week, did it? Every month, I think. Every yeah. month, every month. And I remember Sergio was doing like just rounds, bro. He was sweeping everybody, and that was sweeping and even, everybody. Yeah, I reckon you were, did you? <laughs> I wouldn't say so, but yeah. Yeah, and then even um, some all-style battles too, you're doing pretty well. So, what's your mentality when you go into a battle? Ooh. 
Like these days or before? Uh, let's go let's go both. So we'll do these days and when you're in your like super hungry like I wanna beat everybody you face. Cause there was a period when like you'd see Sisu and you could see it on his face, bro. He was this he was this hungry ass Asian dude, bro. First <laughs> Battles A. Eh? Um, I can't put it into words, but I guess I don't have any like mindset going to a battle, mm. but like my brain just switches when I'm in battle. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, but I think I mainly everyone's goal is to win, you know, like just like. I've watched Daniel's um, interview before yeah. this episode. Like everyone's selfish. Like everyone mm. wants to win. Um, everyone wants to do well. Everyone wants to seek attention. I feel the same way, and that always goes in. But I think um, the mindset comes more so to when I battle. It's kind of like this is my thing. Like you're not gonna touch it. Like it, that's kind of the mindset I go to a battle. What do you mean? Uh, what I mean by that is kind of like popping and freestyle yeah. and just the old style battle. Like I've done this for a bit of time. Yeah. And when someone tries to battle me, it's kind of like I'm better than you. <laughs> and you're not going to take this away from me because this is my thing. Yeah. Like. This is my mindset before. Like, August, August. Yeah, like, yeah. And it's just like, you're just, <laughs> I'm so aggressive. Like, yeah, I think that's just my mindset. Like, rather than my focus is to win. Yeah. When the opponent comes, I'm like, yeah, you're not going to take this from me. Like, just, I think that's how it just went into winning because I was so focused on the one-on-one battle situation. Yeah. Like, when this guy comes in, obviously, I don't have personal um, anger to this kind of person. But it kind of shows in battles. It's because of the fact that, like, rather than I hate you, yeah, this stage and this dance and this thing you're doing is mine. I'm better than you, and then that mindset just kind of went overboard. Yeah, and then every battle, it's kind of like, oh, I'm better than you. Like this, mine, mine, and then it just led to winning. Yeah, um, but that's a toxic mindset to have. Yeah, okay, so, wait, wait, so I gotta ask, right? Because like. <laughs> It's all good. I mean, it's a winner mindset. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. Um, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> so, what about the times when you're battling people that like that are actually like good, good, like mm-hmm. maybe happy feet or or like yeah, something can, like that? Like, yeah. Battle before. Did you well. think? Did you still think the same way? Like, I'm better than you. And, um, uh, how's your mindset going to those battles? Because I can understand for like maybe newer battles or mm-hmm. even like intermediate, you mm-hmm. can still have that mindset. Mm-hmm. But like for people that are on the same level as you, bro, how did you feel? Also, I also have to admit that like I don't always win, like everyone else. Like I've lost to good people, I've won against good people, and I've won against people whose dance is better than me. It's just, but I think in terms of battle wise, first of all, I need to say that it's in the moment. Anything can happen. Like whether you're experienced dancer or not, whether that opponent is just a medium battle, anything can happen. Music, stage, move, luck. But, like, obviously that experience definitely, like, plays a big part. But um, when I battle someone who's really experienced and who's really good, um, I still have the same mindset. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just the thing is, like, 
I just think about the things that I'm better than them. Let's say like that person is really good, yeah. but they can't be a perfect dancer. Mm. You know, like I know I can only say a few dancers in New Zealand that who's really like oh I don't I can't say much about that person because they work too hard mm. and they're nearly like a really complete dancer. But yeah. no one's complete. Like majority of New Zealand badlers is not complete. I'm not complete. Yeah. Like everyone else isn't. So. I just look at them and then think like, okay, this is what you lack. Yeah, I'm better than you in this, mm. <laughs> and that's the mindset I go in. Like, I never really think like, um, but also there's times I'm definitely scared or even just like, but that's those times that I think too much. Like when I'm scared, I don't get scared. Oh my god, I'm battling them. But when I get scared or like feel intimidated, I started to I start to think like, okay, what are the cool moves oh. that I can do? What are the like what are the like burns that I can do or yeah. like what are the like I don't know it's just really complicated like my mind gets really complicated and then those are the moments when I do really badly yeah so what's your what's your mindset for going to battles nowadays <laughs> yeah <sighs> nowadays um, that's a good question I'm more grateful for be. I'm more grateful to be able to battle. That's just how, and my mindset is to prove that I'm still here. That's just still my mindset about battling these days. It's just because like, first of all, like I don't put much time in dance these days in my life compared to like what you said. Like when I was winning like two or three years ago, where I'll I'll just dance as mm. three or four times a week, but these days like. I dance like once a week, like if I'm lucky twice a week, like yeah. just because of life in general. And um, I would be ignorant if I still wanted to win, but I'm not putting the same effort as other people do. Mm. Like, yeah. obviously like there's a, I'm on a certain level where like the like non-experienced dancers wouldn't just practice like seven days a week and then they'll just reach it. Yeah. but to all those experienced battlers like when I go or even just big dance events yeah. I don't go into the mindset that I'm better than you now mm. or like I just wanted to just I will be lying if I say I'm just going there to have fun Yeah. but I have the mindset to just still stay relevant in the scene mm. so I don't train hard to win I just tr still train enough to be like oh yeah he's still here in the scene like that's the mindset i go and just feel really grateful like more so these days like having battle events is just really special for me like being able to dance in front of a crowd in front of the dj during just coronavirus and everything it's just really like grateful to me and these days yeah i try to make all the events as much as i can and every time there's a battle i just try to just stay relevant and when that results to win i'm happy yep. but sometimes it doesn't like and if i lose i'm still happy because i don't really just have the goal to win and i feel more free these days which mm. is pretty good yeah what do you think so what do you think is a healthy because before you were saying all the toxic mindset right? <laughs> it is definitely toxic. So yeah, what man. do you think is a more healthier mindset to come into battling with mm. 
healthier mindset. Yeah, or or at least like. Oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I I can definitely sense that. Like I asked this question to a popular dancer called Popping J. Yeah. Um, he's just a really famous dancer. I think I asked this to him in dinner once. I think the healthy mindset is to battle yourself. That's just mm. the hundred percent one. Like you write the things that you want to work on. Yeah. To show in battles, um, and just like crushing that goal in that event is the healthiest mindset mm. like i'll give you an example of like not looking down in the ground i don't want to look down to the ground in this prelims yeah i want to hit this move that i practiced weeks ago in the prelims mm. like i want like just that's the healthiest mindset you know like when you battle yourself when you set a goal for yourself and then try to hit that one by one um eventually you want bigger goals but like when obviously your goal is for your own self-improvement that's the healthiest mindset ever mm. yeah but we're humans and that's not easy yeah like when you win or when people praise you or just get inspired you want to win and it's just like a hard difficult mindset to have but to answer your question about the healthiest mindset yeah that's the answer yeah mm. that's so true though because i feel like every time maybe from my own experience every time i've lost a battle or every time i've like not made it through a prelim it's always because i get into my own head yeah <laughs> it's yeah. always it's always about the intel thing like like honestly like even you saw it too in the last battle you're judging me versus mano like mm. you saw that i lost it like um and it sucked too because afterwards when you said it was even i was like bro yeah. was it really yeah it was, like, it was i couldn't it even was tell bro even. yeah it was even mm. i think i was more on your side a little bit but it's just when you gave up yeah on the in the middle or even because you're thinking too much like you know what like honestly people can see it like yeah. people can see me people can see others when you think too much yeah or when you're like when you feel like um you kicked around and you just like kick yeah. it and stuff like you think it's not obvious but it is and like i think good dancers like all the experienced dancers that i know yeah. like who's on the top of the game really knows how to hide those mistakes or hide those like mental strength like the one person that i can really say is ken like you don't know what he's thinking when he battles man i swear such a like a hard person to crack and um yeah sometimes like even mikey even connor just like all these like top games that i can see all the freestylers that i know it's just really like um it's hard to get inside their head and I think as a dancer especially on those pressured moments when you know how to control your own head and not other not let not allow other thoughts get inside your head yeah um that's one of the qualities to be a better dancer yeah mm. so yeah so to be a better dancer do you think that you need to battle to be a better dancer no 100 percent no that's i say this now 100 percent no dance is always an art for me like mm even just the idea of judging someone that oh this guy's a better dancer you win i don't really like that idea mm. like no one's supposed to um judge someone's art form like yeah. i really don't agree on that especially in terms of all style battle as well like because of the event size and how the dance criteria is in new zealand mm. we have all style events but like i still don't really feel good about um, popping and breaking, battling, and you're better 
or even like mm. locking or and, you know for me it's just like you know those time moments when you're like oh they're both so good how can yeah. you judge it's just because they're just too different mm. but also like i know so many great amazing dancers who's in the choreo scene who tries to battle who doesn't make it that far but they're so amazing you know like in terms of dance wise yeah um some people are good battlers some people are good dancers it's just mm. i see it as a total different thing mm. like um like just because you're a good battler doesn't mean that you're a good dancer as well yeah. like it just goes both ways yeah. like i really just want to make that clear like that's just my opinion but like battling some people are better performers some people mm. are better um, battlers some people are better like um, club dancers or like busking people like everyone has their traits and battle is just one of them like um, I always I solely believe in the fact that like um, everyone's good at something yeah. and if you want to try it that's perfectly fine but mm. it's always at the end of the day it's an art like I definitely believe that it's an art rather than a sport for me yeah mm. so <laughs> you like that, eh? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, 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 this is the question that I think about too, right? Because mm. I'm always like, because I look at how battling kind of affected my dancing, mm. and I feel like it superseded my like growth. Mm. What do you mean by that? Like, I feel like I grew a lot more in my battles than I did in mm. choreo. Yeah, I, I like, can see that too. Yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because like the amount of growth you experience on pressure, mm. and the like, you learn a lot. Like and you, you just feel like way more confident. I feel like like I could take like I could take ten choreography classes and I could do mean in every choreography class, right? Mm. And I could feel like yo, I was killing it. Everybody can say that I'm killing it, but if I did like mean in one battle, <laughs> like even though it was just one battle, it that, lasted, that feels really good. Eh? <laughs> la- last yeah, it lasted maybe like forty five seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just to know that I tested myself and that like. It ended up working out just for the me. even passing prelims there yeah. it was really good yeah yeah, yeah. Same. and it gives you like a whole like like kind of confidence that you just mm. know, it's hard to explain bro i just felt like way more confident in myself and then okay. i got i had a mentality where i was like bro i feel like you need to battle like mm. like even mm. though i know that you don't have to and like not it's not suited for everybody i just feel like that environment just like you yeah, just learn yeah, heaps yeah. it I just I'm so grateful for like just trying because that environment's taught me so much mm, I guess so I think also I don't know if that's the direction you're going for but like you know how you said the choreography you're doing 10 choreography class and the yeah. amount of like just even doing well in a battle is different Yeah. it's just I think from my opinion I definitely feel it's because of the freedom and mm-hmm. um, when you do battling and when you do well in that that means you're just doing you like and choreography you're learning your choreography ah, okay. and um and you get you feel more appreciated i think when you're just being you and then you do well which is everyone's like like taste you know mm. but i also definitely think that like um battles are not necessary but dancing for yourself is necessary like oh. just that's just I always dance for myself as well. Just put on a speaker, just taking the time to just dance alone and without restriction of movement. Like, that's really necessary. Like, that's what I mean by battles are necess- not necessary, but like, just, yeah, dancing for yourself and just enjoying the music 
and just actually loving dancing it's mm. definitely like um an essential factor to be a great dancer uh, yeah that's just how i see it Who at APC do you dislike the most? Oh! oh! No, 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 that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up, though, <laughs> That's fucked up. Um, nah, okay. So, this is my last question. Doesn't say that, she's too good. <laughs> this one's uh, Seda, she's got the demonic pops. Um, okay, if you could say to someone that was in your position, right? Mm. Like, not, not now, but like, maybe when you're in your early when you started, right? Yeah, yeah, when you yeah. started. Um, what what advice would you give them in terms of, let's say, one for growth? Oh, we'll start with growth first. Because you know? I feel like you... I feel like you're at a point where you're, like, pretty high level, in, at least in here. Mm, okay, at least yeah, in NZ. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you would agree, but I'd say so from my perspective. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, but what, what advice would you give them for um, growth? And, like, training and... Growth and training... Um, because I think a lot of people would like to get to where you are. I'd say so. Mm. Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I think the advice I would give yeah. for to dancers who seek growth yeah. is look at your dance critically of where you're at now. Um, mm. and then go from there like um, and also set the goal that you want to be um, because like it's so easy when you're starting to just be content of where you are and you just feel good at a certain level just getting praise for, like from friends and stuff and also just like I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's just something that I deal with, but like, when I started, like, um, I just felt special for doing or being able to dance. And I never really seeked growth. Mm. But, like, um, if I, I've learned that if I wanted to grow, yeah. I had to swallow my pride, swallow my ego, yeah. and then actually look at my dance and criticize it. Because, like, is it only me but do you like seeing your own dance like when you film and just like um sometimes yeah yeah sometimes like if, if i if i've really felt the song or if mm. i felt like i killed it yeah yeah yeah. Then yeah for sure but i think it depends what mindset i'm in if i'm jamming then yeah but if i'm training then it's different because mm. if i'm training with like maybe you guys or like with other people like there's a different mindset where it's like okay like I need to get better. Like I can't be staying at the mm-hmm. same level if these guys are upgrading. Like something needs to change. But if I'm just jamming, that's like a whole new like. You know, you're just doing for you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're just happy like with you know, what you see. Yeah, I think like definitely is another factor that I would say is just never give up is one thing, mm-hmm. but also not be influenced by um, dope dancers around you. Because really? yeah, it's influenced how. What I mean by that is like. Sometimes it's so easy to just see, oh my God, he's so good. Uh, and also, like, you have to understand that they've put hours of hard work yeah. to get to where they are now. But when you're starting, it's just, um, it's so easy to be influenced by like, oh, like, I want to get to that. I want to look like that. Like, yeah. And you film your video and then you see the video, it doesn't look like that. And it's so easy to get discouraged mm. but never ever feel discouraged like 
always continue always grind yeah and always just like um train to where you want to be because like if you start comparing yourself with it sounds cliche yeah but when you start comparing yourself with people who danced a long long time it just it's hard to seek growth mm. um it's always good to see yourself and seek criticism seek feedback mm. and then just start where you're at rather than you're just going to advance and like seeking major improvements in like because you don't improve there's no magic formula like there's no shortcuts yeah. i always believe in that mm. so um i think just continuous training and the mindset to not be discouraged and just keep dancing you know that's just the only advice i would say and a lot of the time i feel like when you're comparing yourselves to those dancers mm. where you started you actually might be better than them yeah i know of course but like, the difference is is that they just held on and they kept going i feel like that's the biggest difference because yeah obviously like it's an obviously it's an art right yeah. and dancing there's gonna be people already naturally talented yeah. you know yeah true, true. i just like there's naturally <laughs> talented mm. the only way to beat that is um hard work hard work but yeah. also like there's people who is not as talented but who's fortunate enough to get good teachers mm. who's trained them from the beginning or who has more resources to go overseas and like everyone's on a different journey yeah like um but like if you start comparing with them it's not gonna go anywhere like you just have to believe solely believe that hard work is the only way because mm. if you train you are gonna improve yeah Definitely. Some people beginners don't train. That's their, that's their, especially in freestyle. That's yep. the main problem I wanted to say is that like, um, practicing and jamming is really different. I told you this again, but like, like I see, I go to studio sometimes. Like, uh, people just cipher, and then they're just, oh yeah, it's just fun, and then just do muck around battles, and then just play their song that they like, and just just kill in front of their friends, and that's people. Some people call that freestyle practice ah. like but i see it totally different that's having fun and jamming yeah but when you're practicing and training um you just work on the things that you don't know and lab and really like sharpen what you already know it's supposed to be boring like, practice is supposed to be boring yeah um but i think most of the beginner freestylers or even just people who wants to get better always just has fun and it's always a good balance and if you really want to improve like training and jamming should be both <laughs> <laughs> crack up yeah what i like the most about like um how we both pick dance and how how we explain it is like like if you, if you sing right if you have if you have a bad voice you're kind of stuffed oh yeah, yeah. but like with with dancing if you're bad at it you can still train hard enough to where you're good at it <laughs> of course man that's yeah. like i'm the proof man yeah. <laughs> like, seriously like, i never was naturally talented i just still don't believe think but I the am. thing is bro like people nowadays like they wouldn't know that bro like they'd see where you're i know no, people would know like people who stayed like the oh, yeah, true, who true. met me like from from day one they would know that like daniel would know that like um uh, there's so many people like even just the project they're proud of me where I'm at now but like you just know who's naturally talented and who's not mm. like I know that younger generations now they look at me and that oh yeah like yeah. it's really good but like 
I try to stay humble as much as possible, but also like just to to the people that saw me grow, yeah. I'm grateful. But everyone starts somewhere. I mean, like the master is always just like someone who really started from the beginner, you know. And I have my goals, and they have theirs too. It's just always just important to know that like everyone started somewhere, which is really good. And also just the social media effect. That's what I want to say is that. Um, in dance, especially on social media, people only post their highlights. Yeah. Like, no one's gonna post a training video. Or even just the rounds that they suck. Yeah. Like, I, I'm guilty of that. Like, I don't really post mm. the things that I don't like. And that's, that's the thing. Like, the only way um, you're going to improve is just by seeing yourself. Like, in social media, you look at, oh, he's so good. It's, it's never that. Probably the chances are he filmed 10 rounds 20 rounds and it's like, oh, like one and you post that one you yeah. know like uh, but yeah it's just so useless to really compare yourself I keep saying this because I I'm guilty of comparing myself but I think when I started I wanted to I was impatient I wanted to reach a high level quicker um, and I was jealous and ego just all this negative like mindset but yeah. Um, I think once you start to tackle those negative emotions one by one, that's when you get better. I, don't, I can't explain it, but mm. that's the only way. And it's always good to have good mentors as well. Mm. Yeah. All right, Siju. Um, wait, just last question for you today. Yeah, okay. sure. That's the last, right. last? Yeah, that's the last, last. <laughs> okay. Last, and I'll let you get to training. All right. So the last question for you today is five years from now, mm. I want to show you this episode. Oh, my God. So I want you to tell, like, what do you hope for the CG five years from now, or, or what do you want to say to the CG five years from now? In life, in, yeah. Oh, uh, anything, bro. Ooh, five years from now. Yeah. Five years from now. Ooh. I think five years from now, a lot of things are gonna change, and I think there's gonna be a chance that like I would lose the love of dance. Be mm. um, because I think five years from now I'll be really focused on um, life yeah financial stuff I'm always kind of losing that already but like I just want to tell him to show you this video that how much you love dance and if you did lose it after five years just the passion of it I want you to see this video and then go back to it because you really loved it and money job or even just everything that life offers you, you didn't get there without dance. So yeah, I mm. want you to come back to it. That was beautiful. <laughs> that was beautiful. All right. Um, that concludes us for today's episode, guys. Thanks for joining us, and we hope to see you next time. <laughs>